it a little bit. Um, the song Starboy, I can't believe it got as far as it did. No, only because of its fucking name, of course. Because it's just the most ridiculous name and that song is great except for the part where he sits there and he looks into the mic and he and he says, I'm a motherfucking star boy. And then repeats it, star boy. Like, I just can't. Yeah. That, I don't like that song. That be for that sole reason. Yes. The verses are so good, too. That's the thing. Like, when you actually listen to it, the verses are bomb. Classic weekend. But I'm a motherfucking star boy. It makes it so popish. It's so, it's like almost repulsive. And they played it so much on the radio. That's the only part that stands out, too. That's like, I don't remember the verses because of that part. Exactly. No, you have to go back. It's crazy. But, and it was also a time when Daft Punk was making its weird comeback. You know, no, I don't know. Entertainment has a cycle and it like brings back dumb shit. Ew. I can't believe he did that song, definitely. It's just like, oh, the verses were so good too. And then you waste it with that dumbass chorus. Like, <sighs> anyways, I had to get that off my chest because. Yeah. I really, uh, I try to respect The Weeknd as much as like he allows. Respect. I don't like The Weeknd. Really? I, I thought you liked The Weeknd. The Weeknd is my dark skin woman. That's some tea. That's some tea. That's true. I mean, it's true. Literally. His videos, all his little stuff. I think he had an interview. He even, like, whatever. There's a reason. I just kind of stopped liking him. It was like a, I don't know, but his music, there's so many songs I listen to, but I've never, his voice is always kind of whiny. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He clearly tries to be yeah. like Michael Jackson. That's one of those things that kind of like I don't know gets to me. I'm like, Oof. oh, but you're not. Yeah, it's a force. It's a force. It's a force, and it's just like I don't know why he wants to see himself as that, but like he really does. Anyways, let's see. How's your week? Anything interesting happen? Um, no, nothing interesting happened really. Oh yeah, she was sick. That's why our podcast is coming on Thursday, yeah. I had a cold and like I was still kinda of getting over it, that's why I sound yeah. but it was awful. I couldn't have I couldn't talk. It would have been gross. I would have been coughing every five minutes, it would have been unnecessary. So But no, nothing happened besides that. No much anything exciting. <laughs> No, same old, same old for the most part. Mm. You know, I mean, it's been a terrible week for pretty much everybody who works for the federal government. That's true. It's got another week without a check, so it's like I really can't complain. It's yeah, it's. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm honestly in shock that it's going on this long. We're, we're still in the government shutdown like that. I forgot what day it is. I've lost track. Do you know? Siri, what day of the government shutdown is it? Here's what I found on the web for what day of the government shutdown is it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought for sure Siri. She said like you got a number, yeah. Yeah, I don't Come know. We're in America just spit that information out to us. Yeah, okay. Well, Whatever. Okay. okay. I'll give it to you eventually. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's insane. Like, a lot of people are, I'm just shocked that people have to go to work without getting paid. Like, I guess that's just 
a part of the contract, but still, it's just, like, how, like, even in my job, people are sending us emails asking us, like, can we sign certain documents so they can still send out shipments because they're not going to have funding in a month. So it's, like, affecting (coughs) just a lot of people, but... Also, did you see, there was a video on Twitter, well, actually, I don't know her name, so I can't, some of the people who are running for president. Oh, Kamala, was that her name? I can't remember her name. There was like a... Kamala Harris, is that her name? Maybe so, but I saw her video on Twitter. Yep, Kamala Harris. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think it's her, and there's another, there's like a couple of women running for president in 2020. Good, it's about time. So, it should be interesting. I'm ready for, this is awful. Like, I can't believe Trump has gone on this long. I'm like, wow, it's almost end of his term. We let him make it to the end of four years. Oh, you're right. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I'm thinking like, oh, it's only been a year, but it's just gone by. It's been so much shit. It's, mm. Speaking of, like, ugh. But besides that, um, what was awesome on Twitter was, okay, so Ariana Grande, you're an Ariana Grande fan. I don't know. Really, I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's not that, she's really good, I just never, I don't know, it just never caught on to me, but she's getting backlash on her recent stuff. Just because, okay, first of all, Soulja Boy became relevant again. <laughs> he always manages to yeah. just crawl out of the trenches. And, like, garner real respect from people. Like, it, it's miraculous. Every time, like, I'm not surprised. Like, you can't be at this point. He does what he wants. Yeah. So, it's shocking. He's, like, trending for what... I guess he's saying he, like, helped Drake start his career or, like, gave Drake pay. I don't know. Something with Drake. Basically, yeah. I didn't even know that. But it was a lot of rappers. Tyga, apparently, as well. He helped Tyga start his rap career. So people were really defending him. And I'm like, okay. I guess. Wow. But basically, they were saying that her song is just, like, his one song. That this right here is my swag so like basically comparing those two songs and there was another artist that came out that was saying like she took her lyrics and it was Nokia Princess Nokia yeah it's just a whole situation I was like "Mm." but here's the thing like I didn't really did you listen to it her song I didn't listen to the song it was I'm honestly like I don't want to say I don't like her it's just I cannot I can't relate that's just it like I just can't I can't vibe with it and it's not she's a great voice, but I just can't vibe with it. It's just not, yeah. Great. And that's why I kind of think people are being a little too harsh on it because it's like honestly, I don't think Ariana Grande is for everybody. I don't think mm-hmm. the way she remixes hip hop is a is like meant <laughs> for yeah it to really be hip hop for you know what I mean like. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it literally good. like, I don't know, the, the song just sounds like that, oh, what's that song? It's not Mary Poppins, but, Whiskers on Kittens, dun, 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 dun. that's what it like sounds oh, like to me, like that song, and so like a nursery rhyme, so that's why I was like a little confused, because I'm like, y'all, she's just some childish ass shit, like, I don't know what I'm yeah. saying, like, 
it's just doing the most at this point. Like, she has, I don't know, I just feel like, I don't want to say she's, she's just depicted black women in in the positive light only. Mm -hmm. She's depicted her as, God as a black woman in a performance, one of the performances of her career. It's just kind of like, mm mm-hmm. She's shown quite a bit of respect. It's just kind of like, I'm just like, what's she supposed to do? She likes hip hop. She's gonna sample shit. It's clearly a sample. Nokia, maybe you have a leg to stand on. But I'm pretty sure, like, there's a few lines about weave. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, <coughs> she's just one of those artists that kind of does music like that. So it's just kind of, it's not shocking. It's yeah. not like, She's done it forever. That's how, why are we taking this song and picking it apart? I'm sure it's like, are we really being that picky? We can do that with kind of anybody. Anybody. So it's like, we can't really, I don't know why people are just getting down on her. I guess it's just because it's like, her voice is so soulful. Some people are just kind of taking the fact that she's white and just kind of going with that, like just being offended. It's like, there's nothing to be offended about. Like she can have a great voice. She can yeah, do whatever kind of music. Yeah. You know, it's like, She's doing R&B justice, and that's why I'm not mad. Because it's like, and it's just, it's like so fucking bubblegum. It's like, are we really, like, come on. This mm-hmm. is not a Soulja Boy song. Princess Nokia, you wouldn't have wanted this shit. You know, it's like, I'm so sorry. Who, 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 who else no, there wanted was, this song? There was one, okay, there was an interview she did, and, well, no, this is what people are saying. There's an interview she did, apparently, and it's like, they took one of the lyrics from the song, and this is what people were getting mad specifically about, like, when I was just going through, like, the hashtag of what she was trending on one day. Apparently, like, she said something about buying weave or, like, something positive in the light of her wearing weave. And then she just basically said she's helping end racism, like, with that kind of statement, basically. And um, some people were just kind of offended by that. Oh, yeah. That's you know? Funny. So, that I mean, that's kind of most of what, not so much her song. Like, people... The only people I saw mad about the people weren't really mad about this song. That's kind of more of what I saw people upset about, and so that's like I, I don't know. I took that as like she even made a statement saying that her words were taken out of context. So I didn't hear the interview. I don't think they had it like wow, aired. I didn't see that interview. Yeah, but it was that that was like trending. But I don't know. I just think people are just being overcritical over her. These days, especially because she's just very relevant now. People are just harsh, and I don't know why. It's kind of, it's kind of sad, honestly. Like, trying to make it. We let so many other fucking people. Yes, you let so many worse people like, make it. That's the thing. Like, like, what is she really doing? <laughs> Nothing. Like, what? She doesn't do a damn thing. Relax. It's all relax. And honestly, let's be let's be real. She, I don't want to say she single-handedly brought weave to the white community, but I would say of this generation, yeah. Anyone born from 2000 now, yeah, she's there. She's probably the white weave icon. Like, oh, really? She wears a ponytail all the time. Is it ponytail? But no, you have to see her concert hair. I know that sounds ridiculous, but you have to see her concert hair. It's I know, like, just it's just like bitches start wearing weave when Kim K started wearing weave. That's so. true. That's when I really started, like, seeing girls wear, like, extensions <coughs> and paying, like, actual extensions, like, bundle-type extensions, but. That's true. I guess. I've never seen her performing here before. 
that I think she definitely would, I don't know, normalizing it for the young folk, because, like, it's not, it's just not unusual now. <laughs> like, I was at the grocery store the other day, and I just saw this young girl, and she just had, like, she's probably, like, maybe, like, maybe 16, probably, like, 14, just bundled the fuck down, like, oh my god, her shit was just on a little white girl? Mm, little white girl. That's funny. It was just, just thick and it looked good. I was just like, wow. Okay. I've, yeah, I've never noticed really extensions on white people like that in person. There was this one girl who took Chris out of high school, and that's like the first time I was like, oh, sh- those were. It was weird. She took him out like in class. She was very dramatic. But extensions yeah. have gotten better since then. They were like super thin, like you can see the plastic clips. But yeah, they gotten better since then. So I, they've been blending nice. But that's crazy. That's young right it was young i was just like okay it looks good so i'm gonna let you get away with it but this is a lot of hair yeah i wasn't wearing bundles at 14 it was a lot of fucking hair but yeah it's wild let's talk about something intellectual yeah let's talk about let's talk about the beginning things we could never help you ever think about that? Like, all the things, like, you literally have no control over <laughs> when it comes to your life. Yes. Like, it really is fascinating. Like, a lot of your life is set up just based on age, sex, location. Like, it really just goes back to that. Like, we're put in a situation where, like, we have to live through Trump being our, our, our president. Yeah. You know, everything's kind of like dictated for us in a sense. It's kind of like <coughs> a storyline in a way, a format that we have to follow. And it's just like certain situations are just, yeah, completely out of our control. Yeah, in a sense. And yeah, we just have to go through them. Things would be so different with just such slight different changes. Like if we had a different president right now, things would be completely different. We wouldn't think the government shut down. People would be getting, like, you know. Like, little things like that. Yeah. But, ugh. It's true. Yeah. Wow. But, the thing that we can't help is in the order of which we were born. Have you ever thought about that? I never really thought about it too much. No, I've never... Mm-mm. In a way, I guess I thought about it because I always, until I was eight, I thought I was like the firstborn, and then I met my sister, my mm-hmm. older sister. So it was kind of like shocking. And then I read online somewhere, it's like by the age of five to six, you kind of already developed the mindset of your birth order, essentially. So it's like, in a sense, I've developed the mindset of being like the firstborn, and then being my older sister. It's like, yeah, she's my older sister, of course. But, like, I didn't take, I don't see her as, like, I see us as equals. That's the thing. I don't see her as, like, oh, my big sister, you know, like, she, I see us more as, like, the same age. I always kind of forget she's older than me, in a sense. So, but, yeah, that's kind of, like, the only time I've thought about it. But I haven't really thought deeper into it than that. True. Yeah, I never really thought about it. I never, like. I never attributed like personality to it. I never mm-hmm. thought about like me as like I'm the little sister. Like no, I never thought like that was my personality. It definitely some parts of it is for sure, for sure. 
But I thought the most interesting thing that I noticed was like, okay, apparently when it comes to your birth order and like the relationships that you make throughout your life, you're more likely to have friends or it's honestly like supposed to be really, um, really accurate. Like a lot of your friends mm-hmm. are of the same birth order. That's crazy. All you and Kendra both have one. Well, you have Kendra yeah. has one older sibling. You have Doug, but you also have an, another brother. But yeah. Still, essentially, you grew up with like one older sibling, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's why, but that's the thing. I was thinking about mine, and mine doesn't. They don't match up. No, like you're like a middle child, but mm-hmm. with the first child like lifestyle, <laughs> and then like Kelsey's an oldest, Morgan's a baby. Kimmy's, a, Kimmy's an oldest. Another baby. Rachel's an oldest. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. Like, exactly. Like, there's a weird amount of olders that are in my life. And it's like... And then I did a quiz. I did, like, all the quizzes that came up. I was like, I want to just see. And it put me as a middle child. All of them. Yeah. Really? And I was like, mm, I can see that. Because, like, middle children are supposed to be, like, competitive. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with my cousin. He got every fucking thing he wanted. Like, he was coddled. Oh, yeah. And Doug was also, honestly, like, pretty coddled. Like, I think I was raised a little more. Like, my parents told me from the jump, like, there will be double standards between what you can do and what you're really going to do. Like, they, oh, yeah. and we had this conversation often. Like, because I fought it from the jump, of course. And, like... So I was raised, like, you know, the, the traditional, like, older, you need to do this and that. And, like, I didn't take care of Doug. I think it's the only thing that, like, nurturing I was not a part of. But, like, cooking, cleaning, like, expected to be, like, I, I was told socks the second my hands could, like, really have mm-hmm. motor skills. Like, I don't remember a time not doing laundry kind of shit. Like, yeah. there was no relaxation. And then having Jordan there just because, like, he was absolutely fucking college. He was one year younger than me and just... Of yeah. the fucking family. And like he was over every week and my parents gave him everything he wanted. So it's like I really did feel like the middle child. Like And they're guys too. So yes. That's a lot to do. Oh yes. How they're treated mm-hmm. even in the sense of their age. Like the guys are just babied completely. <laughs> like when I think about that now you say that I'm like, yes, I used to just be cleaning the kitchen while my brothers would be on the couch chilling. Like what do you mean? Yes. Why am I slaving away? Yes. Why am I always wash and you're always dry? Like that that's the kind of shit I I'm, I would yeah. get pissed. I don't think they wash the dishes now. Like what why did I have to grow up washing the dishes like that cleaning the whole kitchen? It's unfair. <laughs> it was. It was just so unfair. The that workload alone, the expectations were yeah. just, and it's still out of control. It's just like, oh god, like I gotta get into this shit almost like weekly about how much. Like I'm just like y'all got to let the fuck up off my neck. Y'all have nothing to complain about. You know, it's like honestly, this it's a weird space to be in life after college because it's like. You really gotta start teaching your fucking parents how to treat you now that you ain't in their fucking house, and you ain't eating their fucking food, and you don't need their fucking money. You have to teach them how to come at you honestly in the most slightest way because it's like because it's like they're your parents. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You got you not too crazy, but you gotta, no. you gotta be like, look, like Mm-mm. stern. You gotta get stern. Like, oh hell no. But I don't know. Okay, apparently. Okay, let's see. If you fit these qualities. So as a firstborn child, ooh, I think this might, I don't know, let's see if this attributes to you. Do you often equate love to success? 
since being the first offspring, you're used to your successes and failures directly related to your parents. Because, you know, parents are, like, really worried about being, like, a good parent as their first child. You know, like, oh, yeah. am I doing things right? So, do you think that? I would definitely say so. My mom and dad, they both set out very clear guidelines of, like, even still, my mom today sets out very clear guidelines of where she expects me to be in kind of, like, when. She's like, oh, by this time, you should have all this leisure. You need to be, like... So I would say so, and it's kind of like whenever I'm not listening, they definitely get pissed, and it's like she definitely won't talk to me. She probably won't text me back. She won't be in as good mood as if I'm actually kind of doing what she says. So it's kind of like I guess I would contribute failure, success to love and all that stuff because it's kind of like they showed me they love me by making sure I understood how successful I could be if I kind of did what I'm supposed to. So that's kind of just how I see it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> Second born. This is also like the last child. Is often jealous of firstborn's opportunities and accomplishments and doesn't understand that they are only left out because of their age and maturity. And um, usually the firstborn will try and maintain their position as number one and become critical and bossy towards the secondborn. Do you think you're ever, like, bossy towards your, your younger? Oh, no. No, no. This is this guy. No, I'm never jealous. And of my sister, no. Every time she does anything, I'm always, like, super excited. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, me and my sister are, like, equals. Me and my sister are pretty much equal. Even now, like, no, she's doing she's doing a bit better. Because <laughs> she is older. She did start off sooner. But, like, in my mind, me and my sister are equal. So, it's like, I'm always... I never, I look up to her in a sense, but not as, like, my superior, my, my elder, like, no. She's only a couple years older than me, too, but, no, I, and she's not really bossy. She does, try, she does tell me what to do, actually. She is bossy, but that's just her sign, so I don't really think this kind of fits, but what, you, you, what do you, what do you think? Hmm. No. It's very specific. It is very specific. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've definitely, yeah, as a baby, I'm definitely jealous of, like, anything my brother's done. Just because, like, mm -hmm. a like, he would get to go places that I couldn't go, and that's what would piss me off. It was just, like, he would go on, like, vacations and things that, like, I couldn't go to. Like, obviously, I was just a fucking kid, and it's, like, you're going on, like, spring break, you know, fucking in college, so... You know, we aren't going to have oh, that yeah. same experience. But it was just like, ugh, I hated it. I was just like, uh, I want to go. I want to do it. And we just come back with little pictures and shit. And I would just be so irritated. Just I, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes now. I'm just pissed. Because it was just, uh, I just felt left out. I left. I felt left the fuck out because I knew I, I was more mature. Because I knew I could handle that trip. Like, that's what pisses me off. Being, the, being a, like a young woman. <laughs> Knowing that you have fucking sense, because you have the same sense now that you did back then, oh, yeah. it's just fucking irritating. Because <laughs> it's like, I could have gone, I could have had that good time, but like, fucking, y'all don't think I'm mature. But that's the thing, honestly, I'm thinking about being a little, like, loose with my, my daughter. If I ever have a daughter, just kind of like, once I know she has sense, I have to see it she in her eye, oh, yeah. and test it. I'll even, I might hire actors, I might test this bitch. Shut up. Mm -hmm. like my grandma. But the second I know she has any sense, ooh, do what you want. Go live your life. Like, Honestly. live life if you have sense. <laughs> okay, but anyways. 
Yeah, as okay, middle child. Let's see, let's see. Because I'm really curious as to why all these things told me I was a fucking middle child. Positive and negatives of having someone to look up to and someone to look up to you. Often jealous of the attention the oldest and youngest command. Mm hmm. Check. Usually competitive, trying to catch up with the oldest and stay ahead of them is check. No, I don't even try and catch up with my brother. I try and outdo him constantly. Like, yeah. And I try and be subtle about it, but I never really am. Like, I don't know. I and just maybe, like, I like to succeed. <laughs> maybe that's because you had Jordan there. Was Jordan, like, there a lot when you were born? Oh, yeah. Yeah. he was so always there. So that's probably why. Like, you probably definitely, like, even if they're not your siblings, they definitely play an attribute to, like, yes. yours. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's so, like, mm-hmm. so I'll, I would come back, like, home, and they would just be coming home from, like, taking to the movies and shit. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah! No. <laughs> that's my brother's okay. Honestly, my first time going to Red Lobster was in college, but every year my little brother had his birthday there. So how is it? What? How is it that my first time going to Red Lobster, I lived with them. How did I conveniently miss the dinner every no, year? That is so fucking shady. So, mm, oh no. Oh, they were trying to offer me up a leftovers. I was like, are y'all serious? Oh, that's in the restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm dead. Oh, that's. Oh, shit. Because we need to go to the boxes. We'll take you to the No, no, no. I feel bad. Nah, we gotta go. Oh, hell. I didn't know it was like this. <laughs> Even my sister, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's ridiculous. Did you her go either? No, me and my sister treated the same. Oh, no, see, like they would go out. <laughs> Oh. And it was just kind of like, okay, they were like, they would spoil them. But, oh, you guys would spoil That's, okay, that's honestly, honestly, do you ever want to compare how much your parents spent on one child versus oh. the other? Because it would be a I vast difference. <coughs> I wish I could. Out of state college tuition, once oh. to an HBCU, once to a state school. Oh, oh for five years compared to my in state oh four no, years. No, I'm sorry. It's just kind of like I have to get the numbers before y'all tell me y'all love me again. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm just like, mm, complain one more time because, like, I really, I cut some corners. We all cut some corners here. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. Ooh, hockey, you let this nigga try. Hockey, that, you know, that, that was never going to stick. How the fuck did they find hockey in, in Texas? What? Polar X. He had, he did. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the most well-rounded. They gave up on me probably, I would say, a little before age 10. And yeah. I think that's why I am the way I am now. I'm like, yo, I have no hobbies. Like, I don't know. I just kind of, like, try. Yeah. I wanted to be a cheerleader so bad. My mom told me no. So, and yeah, that's, like, my little brother, they get to play every sport. Every time I go down there, they have something new. So I'm just kind of like, hmm. They're kind of, oh, they're in high school now. When they were younger, I was kind of like, okay, I got toys when I was a baby. But now I'm like, hmm, I didn't get toys when I was, I didn't get just things on the weekend when I was in high school. You never just took me shopping for things. Hmm. Just, yeah, just for, like, entertainment. It's like they have something to prove to them. Like, why do y'all? No, honestly, I think, yes. Okay, there's, like, this vibe that I feel whenever it's, like, they're talk, you know, they talk to Doug, and I don't know, I think they feel cooler when he's pleased with them. I don't fucking know. 
I don't know why they don't feel cooler when I'm pleased with them. Maybe you know, that would feel nice. But no, 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 no. I mean, it's like they love that attention. I don't know what it is. I think it, and I think it has something to do with boys. Like it's just like no, honestly, they melt. And it's probably because guys are so like they don't really show like their affection and their love like that. So parents gotta work harder. You know, like oh, he's ignoring me. So when they show him the slightest bit of attention, they get so worked up about You're it. You're so right. And they use that to their advantage. That's why they get treated happy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why they're so good at it. They've been doing it for years. Oh. That's how they get me. Fuck. It's too late now. We already made up. Yeah, if that's the weirdest land. Fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I can't. That's funny, though. No. But yeah, it's also true. With spouses, apparently. Do you, do you think that? Let's think. I, ha- I can't. I honestly don't know. I think, as far as relationships, most of them have been babies, and that's what concerns me. There was one only child once, and I was in the state. He played a dominant role. He's engaged now, yeah. But um, like when I when that when that relationship happened, it felt wrong. But one guy had an older sister, just one older sister, and then. My boyfriend now, he has two older brothers and then a younger brother. He has a few younger brothers, I think. So his his situation, his his actually he's like really similar to how I am. So it's like it's that's kinda true when it comes to me, I guess. I don't know about the other ones and I don't really I can't really think back to much more than like the relevant Yeah, right. Ones. It's just the relevant ones. Yeah. Um yeah, they're all yeah, babies. Real oh that's a real yeah. Youngest? Except for like maybe a few, a couple, and that's it's. I don't know. I don't think I know them well enough to know this. <laughs> so it's like, should I just should mention it? You know, like, oh, okay. Would that be a significant other? Like, if you don't know that, I don't know. That's what Anyways, but I guess no. Let's just scratch that. <laughs> the babies. <laughs> Babies, yeah, I don't know. They've all been whiny bitches, so maybe I need to date yeah. non babies. Yeah, but right, mm. that's, yeah, the youngest. I'm thinking into the youngest twins. Like, oh, that's the kind of issue. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's really specific. <laughs> I read something about twins, like the size that they're born. Like, I have twin cousins, and the lighter skin one always played the like more mature role. And I think she was the, the firstborn too. And it really did show. Like it, it was like she really was like she was treated like the older one. And even now I feel like there's she there she's still kind of more mature, just kinda of in a sense. But it's crazy how like you can kind of see how I don't want to say they were treated different. Cause they really weren't. And they were kind of, they were different size. They were growing up, they were the same size. So, but, yeah, I don't know. But you can really tell that the first one took, like, a more dominant role. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know. Twins are very interesting to me. Yeah. This is something I've always thought about when it comes to twins. How scary would it be? Only identical, I guess. But also, I feel like fraternal as well. Like seeing your, like knowing that one day you're gonna see your twin die, and like see, like God forbid, I don't know if I could do an open casket if I was like a twin. Like, there's no way. I oh my like, God, no, that's yeah. Right, I know it's so morbid. You know, some people hate talking no. about morbid shit, but like, I'm down with it. But uh, yeah, 
Can you imagine? Like, that's heavy. That's something you have to be, like, prepared to deal with, honestly, as, like, someone's partner. I can't even want to, like, I just wake up with myself. That's why, that's the part of being a twin scares me. Like, ah! I'm going to the middle of the night and seeing someone sleep that looks like fucking me. I'm going to be afraid. Like, oh, ah, that's so scary. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, when they die, like, you know how they, like, feel their pain? Like, can you imagine feeling it? And, like, yeah, I feel like there's something, that, like, a piece of you would just, like, have to just, like, you'd have to feel it, like, Die. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's just so I can't. Oh, I would love to see somebody trying to like describe that feeling because it's just oh, interesting. If you know anything about twin death, give us an email at hkpodcast.com. Hi, Kiwi podcast. Hi, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hi, Kiwi at the podcast.com. Gmail. There'll be links below. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! I mean, that just popped like a bitch. Okay, well, that's okay. Teach me about generational curses. I don't know what they are. I don't know. Okay. Oh, that's great. Oh, so okay. Generational curses. I didn't realize they weren't like you saying that. I realized they weren't as like spoken about as I thought because I grew up kind of like being taunted with like I don't know in a sense. And my mom and dad had a very complicated relationship, so like. It wasn't hatred, but it was like a real, it was a few there. To oh, start at that! Oh my god! <laughs> there was a few there. So it was like, he would always tell me like, don't end up like this, you need to not end up like this, you need to get out of that town. Like, he always told me I need to like, move far away and not go back to the country because I'm going to end up in like a cycle. Like, he would kind of stress that on me, like, not ending up in certain situations, so... That's what I related to it as. And I, I, it was kind of biblical when I was kind of doing research on it. Once I realized it wasn't like a common knowledge thing, so I could kind of explain it better. But to put it in a scientific way, because I'd rather speak on a scientific sense as opposed to biblical, it's more so like things like anxiety, poverty, um, just certain living situations are passed down from generation to generation. That can even include like siblings, cousins, all that. Mm-hmm. Like, certain family situations are passed down. And when it comes to, like, your parent, it can even be passed down genetically, like, in your DNA. Um, let me see. There's, like, a certain thing that basically tells your DNA how to react. So your DNA is made up of certain things already just because of this genetic makeup. Genetic makeup. But, epidem- like, this whole another situation kind of tells it how to behave and tells you how you're going to react based on genetic makeup, and that can be passed down. So that's how anxiety can kind of be passed down from generation to generation because of just that alone. So things like that. But poverty is more of like a, a mental a mental thing, I would say. It's more mm-hmm. of like I feel that. you grew up in that kind of situation, so it's easy to get stuck in that kind mm-hmm. of situation. You don't know anything more. Mm-hmm. So that can kind of be a generational curse. You're not expecting more you not knowing how to give more because you're stuck and your grandma was stuck and her mom was stuck and that's just kind of how your family operates so that's kind of more of like the scientific base behind it but there's a whole biblical thing there's um when i did an instagram post someone even brought up like voodoo so it gets it gets specific in all kinds of avenues but as far as like what's been kind of proven to be fact that's what i read up on Wow. Okay, so I, I, I think I have one. Wow. Nice. 
Okay, nice to put a name to a face, face to a name. Um, I guess mine would be my aunt for sure. So mm-hmm. my aunt, my aunt Bobby, uh, love her very much. R.I.P. She um, was a very sickly woman from the age of like eighteen to the day she died. Um, and my father, my family, my whole family compares me to her constantly because I look like her. Mm-hmm. We have very similar hair. Mm-hmm. Um, just very similar, like, witty, bitchy attitudes, like, just very similar personalities. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, my God, the, it was probably, like, maybe, like a, maybe a couple months ago. I, like, the Netflix thing happened where, like, do you want to watch this again? And, like, your screen goes black. <laughs> and I, like, saw myself, and I was, like, I looked, like, it, it looked like I was looking at her. Oh, and I was just, like, whoa. Like, it was, like, I would seen a ghost, literally. And I was just, like, Fuck. Like, I immediately was just, like, I don't know. It just, like, it freaked me the fuck out. And, like, I've always... She... She was very well-liked. Like, a loved woman. Very well-loved. But she was never married. She didn't have the best relationships. Um, She was honestly always sick all the time. She was never what I would consider living to her full potential. Mm -hmm. And it was just always kind of bothered me that people compared me to her just because, like, mm-hmm. it felt like they were putting a lot on me. Just because it was, like, it was just, like, a, it was just so much heavy. Like, you're just, like, on the body. Like, you're just, like, a personality. The way you look, like, everything. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just so much. And it was just so offensive because I was, like, she didn't live a happy life. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's sad to say. And it's, like, you never want to really say that about somebody who's a wife but I don't think she would even say it herself you know like mm. no health as well yeah and going in and out of the hospital like yeah it wasn't there was never a time where she was not in pain and you know to also be alone it was just like mm-hmm. yeah just don't no that's like <sighs> that's very heavy it's so heavy and there's just so much resemblance and it's just like uh, uh, uh it's really hard to escape and I don't I don't think I ever will, but I have thought about, like, what could I do to make myself feel, like, mm-hmm. that, like, just the separation. I just need it, and some, I, I just, you know, I just have to figure it out, because it's, like, mm-hmm. I think, for sure, traveling is one of those things that makes me feel, like, okay, like, you you can't stick me with this, this person, because it's, like, I've been other places, I've done other things, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, you can't compare these lifestyles, but it's, like, I think that's a lot of what drives my like reason for success. I'm like, if I'm successful, that's just a check in the box of like, I'm not who you think I'm gonna be. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and as I love her so much, so it's like I so much, such a great person, but it's just not a life you wouldn't you'd want to wish on somebody. Yeah. No, that's how I felt when my dad would compare me to my mom. Because honestly, like, me and my mom talk the exact same. Me and my mom, she looked like me when she was younger. So it's like, it's my mom, like, of course, you know? And so it's always like, but it was kind of the opposite for me because it was kind of like, that's my mom. Why would I not want to be like her? You know, it's like, I can't help but be like her in a sense. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not even going to fight it because it's like, that's what you have for me. But it was more of, like, the situations she's put herself in and all that. And I would understand it because, in a way, we kind of have the same mindset. And certain things would happen that, I guess, would scare him and make him see more of my mom in me. But it was always, like, I'm not like her. I can clearly see, like, yeah, I lived through her, with her mistakes with her. Like, I've lived and I've seen, like, 
you know, I've seen it going wrong. So how could I consciously do the same thing, consciously behave the same way? You know, it's like, there's a need for that. Like, I'm, I don't know, more aware to see it. So it's kind of like, in that sense, that's like the reason why I went to college, the reason why I was like, okay, I need to, I guess I'm so hard on myself because it's like, I can't let it happen just because it's like, what if it is destined to happen? That's kind of like in the back of my head. It's always like, okay, what if it's so easy that I could fall and this could all just become so real. Everything I kind of like fear. And so it's like, I've always just tried to stay a step ahead because of that always being kind of taught to me and being like something to stay away from and always being like, oh, you know, you don't want to end up like da, 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 or whatever. And so it's like, uh, it does become like a, a burden. I don't think it, I think it's more of even like, kind of like the people around you that put that on you yeah. like it's true in a sense yeah you can see certain similarities but it's kind of them that give you that and then put the negative connotation with it and kind of make you so aware of it and it's kind of I would say damaging in a sense I feel like that's why it kind of it can't yeah. help get passed down you know if yeah. they keep talking about you girl like hearing it of course you're gonna feel a certain way of course you're gonna take it with you like you know it's yeah. taught to you. And that's the thing. It's like you can almost only compare your failures to theirs. Yeah. And, and it's just it's just so hard to not look at a, a setback. It's kind of like a setback to like, oh, I'm going down the entire wrong path because that's what happened to so-and-so. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's, you know, you kind of just develop this like slight paranoia because it's like mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. you can't really escape it because it's like I'm just gonna live life and be who I am and it's like I can't help but you know clearly they are a part of me but it's like it's you have to separate the journey and not compare and that's that's probably the hardest part that's yeah, the hardest part exactly. it's like you especially honestly yeah. for somebody it's like I don't know I I know how it ended for her it's kind of like mm-hmm. am I like am I like is this a finish line like I gotta veer off ASAP. Yeah, definitely. And it's crazy because, like, even with that same thing, like, I see how much potential my mom has. And because she went to jail for so long, it's like so much of it can't be used. So it's like I can't help but, like, be hard on myself. It's like I can't allow, like, what I have to be wasted. Just, like, it's, like, sad to see. And it's, like, hard for me not to, like, if I'm not doing well at work, I immediately, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get fired, and then I'm not going to have a job, then, like, then what? You yeah, know? yes. That's literally how I think. So every day. Like, I think about that every day. Yeah, so <laughs> if I'm not on top, it's that much easier for them to just drop me. It's that much easier for That's me true. to fall off. So it's kind of like, I, yeah, it's kind of hard for you to take that away and for you just to be like, okay, I'm my own person. I'm, like, on my own path. And it's, like, a completely different one. It can be going great, honestly. But when you compare it to things like that, you just kind of start being hypercritical for yourself. And I think that's, it's hard to get, it, it's it's hard to get rid of that because it's kind of like in you in a sense, but you just have to be conscious of it and just think like, nah, like, I'm doing things completely differently. So there's no way I'm like exactly like this, you know, like just because there's similarities there, it doesn't mean that you get the negative with the good as well. So take it out yeah yeah that's basically like mm. when it comes to voodoo and all that stuff that's i can't even speak on that because like there's someone 
Can maybe listen to this podcast. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started. I'm sure. I know, right? Mm-hmm. But not you shouldn't even be. Get, not it has no no reason to. Ooh, <coughs> ooh. Ooh, I want to say some things out of my breath. Open the casket. It kind of spells. Yeah, no, nah, but that's <laughs> all I gotta fucking say. Just know people out there doing booty. Mm-hmm. And it's tacky. As tacky as they think it is. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> I just can't. Uh, it's really just... It's just immature. It's so immature. Like, beauty is immature. It's petty. Talk to somebody. Speak Talk up. to someone. Talk. Everything that you, you think might not be able to be solved with words, you can solve with words. Yeah. I don't know who hurt you, but get it together. <clears throat> Honestly, but um, thinking of when I asked Instagram like just about generational curses, most people actually believed in them. It was like ninety percent or ninety, eighty to eighteen or something like that. Ooh, my goodness! So a lot of people were saying things like that can't get passed down. They were saying, "Yeah, it is real," and I feel like a lot of people were speaking from more of like a poverty sense situational yeah. senses when it comes to generational curses because that's. That's that, and it's so much other factors that can contribute to those things being passed down. So that's definitely real. And yeah, it is. You can get stuck, and it's kind of like it may seem like you can't get yourself out, but you gotta really just think out the box and not let you allow yourself to be stuck. Really, exactly. You know, you can't let things happen to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's definitely a mindset thing. I think poverty is 100% a mindset because, well, no, it's all, like, there's poverty, mm-hmm. the dictionary definition of poverty, and then there's poverty in the generational mm-hmm. curse sense, definitely, because it's like, if, you, if you've never seen what it looks like to see somebody, like, fucking pull their bootstraps up, cut the fuck back, but at the same time make more money, like, you... If you haven't ever seen that, you've just seen probably what you consider failure after failure after failure, struggle after struggle after struggle. Like, it's going to be hard to know what that mindset in the morning even looks like. Yeah. It feels like, no, like you have no yeah. idea because no one around you has it. And yeah. that's all it takes. Like, that, once you're in the mindset, you can get there. And so, I, you know. I don't know. I feel like that too, but like, <clears throat> from my situation growing up where I grew up, like, it's so much poverty, and I see it, like, all the people I went to school with, like, the situations I see them in now, like, most of them coming out of jail, most of them wanting to go to college, but didn't know how to fill out the paperwork, because no one helps them, that's why, like, a lot of reason why I moved, because it's, like, this education system, it's just, like, certain, like, I'm saying, factors, like, not knowing how to fill out the paperwork, not being able to even afford to get an education, then being stuck at home. And then it's like, what else do I do? All the people around me selling drugs, all the people around you doing this stuff. It's like, you have nothing else to do. There's no jobs there. You know, you don't have a car. You don't have any money to get a car. What else are you going to do? So a lot of people get stuck in that kind of sense. And I feel like that, when it comes to generational curses, your mom lived in the house before you lived in the house now. You know, your grandma lived in the house with you. It's like, that kind of stuff is very, very easily passed down. I feel like, when, you, when you're in those type of situations, you have to, like, have, I would say it's not as easy. You have to have a really strong, I'm not saying have 
it's not easy, but you kind of have to be focused. You kind of have to realize what situation you're in and not allow yourself to get comfortable in it. That's kind of, you know, what happens. A lot of people are fine with the situation there. And that's yeah. why I guess that's why it keeps getting passed down because a lot of people are just like, okay, this is just how it is. You know, I'm just still my drugs and this is going to be my life, whatever. I'm cool with this. Ain't nothing else out there. Mm-hmm. If you're cool with that, then that's, that's why it's stuck. Like, that's why everything is passed down like that. But like, if you realize like this ain't it, there can be more, this isn't what it is, you work towards better, but it can be hard. That's it's just yeah, it's sad to see, but that's why I felt like so many people were aware of it because I've it's just like I've seen it. It's like I've seen like generations, I've seen like I grew up with these kids like since kindergarten, I grew up with some of these people and I'm seeing the situations they're in now, same situations their parents were in. You know, and it's like it's crazy. And it's just kind of like they can't help it. They're stuck. Like they don't have, they don't see more than that. So it's just a lot though. But yeah. And there's so much to it. So yeah. much more to it than that. That's just one way to put that kind of, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. You can call it all kinds of different things. Yeah. That's what I, I don't know. I would consider that dictionary definition mm-hmm. poverty. You know, mm-hmm. like, it cyclical. It has to be cyclical. Oh. Yeah, it's... Mm. That's the thing. It's like, we have to do better. It's like, I don't know, just... There's such a small-minded view when it comes to rich and poor in this community. And this community... I, I mean, America. Mm-hmm. I think people think that we're doing enough as far as closing the gap or... or making an attempt or our schools are fine like no like I I don't know it maybe it's because there's a lot of things going on in the big picture like the wall and things not getting people not being paid and these really big cases with judges that are pedophiles and like I don't know there's just so many big picture hot ticket media bullshit things going on when it's like there's a widespread epidemic no, literally, there's a statistic. <clears throat> the richest people, the world's 26 billionaires, own as much as the world's, as half the poor, just like in the world. In the world. 26 people, 26 people have more than half the poor in the world. Wow. That's more than half. That's 3.8 billion people that they have more living in. That's 3.8 billion people living in. This is actually like poverty, poverty. The the poorest of the poor. Wow. So they cut back. Even just. They found kindness in their hearts a quarter. Like isn't like isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's that's exactly like what you're saying. They still have billions. The gap, and then that's just in the world, but in America, it's it's literally like that, and it's just it's, oh, this country. Like, it's the riches of the rich, and it's like, <clears throat> there's such a big difference. It does affect, like, how things are flowing, how people are, like, the mindsets people have. It's because we're seeing these things that are unattainable, and then people start comparing themselves, and then just settling for, like, less, because like, oh, I can't get that. It's because, like, you're looking at, like, someone who has an insanely amount of money, and comparing yourself against someone who's like the top one percent, because that's all we see on the TV. That's all America shows you the top one percent, like how rich I live in. You know, it's never realistic stuff we see. So it's like, 
ugh, we do have to do better. We have to, like... We have to expose it. We gotta look at the face. We need to stop seeing that as a good thing. Like, oh, that's what... No, like, let's be equal a little bit more before we're... Yeah, let's pay our taxes. Yeah, let's start with that. Let's all pay our fucking taxes, because... I know there's a few potholes near my home I need fixed. Um, but on top of that, we need to help out those who are less unfortunate than us. Paying your taxes is also a great time to think about giving back. Indeed. Just because even time is very precious. Good Goodwill, you can get those little tax refund slips, whatnot, even though I don't really trust Goodwill. But, you know, do volunteer work. Get, yeah. you, can, you can get written. I will donate places other than Goodwill just because Goodwill really kind of makes their clothes expensive and it comes out to it people who actually shop well shop there out of need can't really afford Goodwill. Yeah. Usually I the have, Hope Center is usually where you can get free clothing. Maybe so. Yeah. Most Even like shelters. It's really mm-hmm. nice to donate to shelters because a lot of shelters don't have funding so they're like completely relying on donations and things like that. So yeah there's a lot more of that for sure. and spending time with kids that's like so important like going to your local school luckily my job has allowed me to like go to schools while I'm like on the clock which is nice Mm -hmm. um and just like be an example because it's like they have to see like young people of color out there doing it because it's like if they don't they can't see themselves doing it Mm -hmm. so just going and reading to them and going and that's the thing like they're just there's no it doesn't take much, and they're all going to be, like, so, so nice to you. So, yeah. it's honestly, like, I don't want to say it's, like, an ego boost, but, like, kids are going to love you. They're going to think you're the smartest, coolest person in the room. Like, go get that little high while, like, making these kids days and, like, really showing them what it was like. And dress up. Like, dress in a suit. Dress in, dress in your work clothes. Look like a professional. Look like a young professional. Look like someone they want to be. Um, just because it does, it really does. That is really important. And there's also Meals on Wheels. Is That's something you can sign up for, honestly, just online. I realize it's very easy. You just kind of sign up, and they'll give you your assignment. There's kind of a little registration process. But, yeah, that's what we do through my job. They, you know, deliver food. And all the people who do it, my coworkers do it. I haven't signed up yet. They love it. Like, they know people are always, like, super happy. They're always, like, wanting a conversation, and it's, like, that's knowledge you're getting. So, like, do that. Help out. Yeah. Maybe. Um, if not for your own community, do it for your own karma. Like, start this year off mm-hmm. right. Like, just rack up karma. I don't know. I just feel like it's a new year. Everyone needs to just start off on a good mm-hmm. foot sure. so we're not sitting here at the end of the year wondering why things went wrong. Like, mm-hmm. but, I don't know. It's been a good week. Yeah, it has a good conversation. I feel like this is needed. Got things off our chest. <laughs> our curses. For sure. Definitely. It's like I told my whole, like, uh, like a lot of my life story with just two topics. It's like, wow, okay. Dude, right? I'm almost like, do we have anything else to talk about as far as our childhoods? Like, because that was, like, a very, like, spark notes. That's it. Like, that's. Yeah, that's all. That sums it. I'm fucked up. <laughs> Honestly, like, okay. So, yeah, if you think you can deal with that what emotional baggage, um, <laughs> I'll add us. <laughs> yeah, 
hit us at HK the podcast on Instagram, the podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Let's check our email. Do we have an email? We don't. Let me see. We don't. No. A DM. Maybe. Nope. No. All right. Dry as a bone. No one sent us anything. Send us. You can be the first drop on our. Um, mm-mm. Drop's not going to work. Yeah, you can probably even do it anonymously somehow. I don't know how. Yeah. If you don't want to like reveal yourself, you have something you want to talk about, you want to say something, you have a comment, do it. Like, let's talk. Let's discuss. Dish. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Chit chat. Uh, Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Should that be our outro? Dish chat. Oh, ooh. Subscribe and (laughs) write. Were you recording? I was not. Oh, yeah. I wish I was. Oh, I'm recording now. Okay. Um, Welcome to the podcast, guys. Welcome back to High Key. High Key. Go with it, go with it. I'm Alicia. I'm Ivana. And this week, we made it to 150 followers, so we are doing a giveaway yeah, so Today, it's January the 24th, so if you're watching this kind of later on, you probably missed it. Yep. But um, if you're watching it on time. As you should, every week, click subscribe. Don't forget to rate us. Five stars, please, only. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, join our join our little giveaway it's gonna plan. It's going to be on Instagram, HK the Podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, our personal Instagrams. Yes. We'll be advertising on both. Follow on all. Mine is Alicia Lachey X, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think yep, that's X, what it is. I know it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And mine is at Ivana Brooke, Y-V-A-N-N-A. Mm-hmm. They'll be linked at the bottom. So. Oh, yeah. So there's no need to Don't spell. worry about spelling right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. 